Welcome back to the Other Side of Fortified Podcast. I'm your host, Brandy Black. This podcast is about taking chances, owning my mistakes, addressing generational and family cycles and trauma, completing my 50-50s by 50 list, and my life as a single mother of Gen Z. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Please subscribe and rate this podcast five stars. Now, this episode is entitled The Resting Movie, Resting Movie, Racism in the Ladies' Room and the Wits. So, I want to begin by saying I did post a little bit about this on Facebook on Sunday because I was really upset. Um, originally, this day, um, this this next podcast was supposed to be I'm Not Gay, which I will have to reschedule for another day, um, but because of something that happened this weekend. So I started watching Rustin movies about Vayner Rustin, who was a civil rights activist. He worked alongside of the top names of civil rights activists from the 60s. It's basically as a documentary about how he was behind the scenes for the 1963 March on Washington. They have actors portraying notable activists such as, you know, MLK, um, John Lewis, and, um, oh, I can't think of his name, who got killed shortly before the, the march. Anyway, Edgar Medgar, um, Edgar Megger. I can't even think of his name right now. Say it right. But anyway, so they were in the movie. I typically will not watch movies that highlight black oppression. And the reason is because it really puts me in a dark place. As you may or may not know, where I work, I have two jobs. My first nine, um, eight to five job is I am the only black person there. So, and that, that's that's typical. I've, I've had that before where I've worked in an office and I was only and always going to be the only black person to show up. So sometimes when I watch stuff about black oppression, slavery, civil rights, <laughs> And then I have to go to work with these white folks of today. In the back of my mind, I'm still back there. And I'm like, I'm not my ancestors. You would catch these hands, even though I'm not a violent person. But I feel like, anyway, y'all get it. And I don't want to be like that because they have our ancestors and those who prayed the way before us had to deal with some things that we've never had to deal with. For the most part, some some black people have had to do that. My mother's generation, um, she tells the story of my uncles getting beat up going to, to school. And my uncle's still alive. So it bothers me when white people make it seem like, this is so long ago, I don't see color. And all the regular, I don't want to talk about racism because it makes me feel uncomfortable conversations that I have unfortunately had to sit through more times than I want to recall. So when I saw the documentary, it was something different about it. And let's be clear, just I did not know that my best friend, Michelle Obama and her husband, their production company um, produces. I didn't know that at the time. I just really wanted to see it after I saw the trailer a couple of times. And um, just so you know, Michelle doesn't know we're best friends, but if you tag her, she will. And so you should ask her, you should tag her and say, you need to want, listen to your best friend's podcast because she loved the movie. And I did. Um, and it was, you know, it, it, it showed 
the civil rights movement from a different angle. Um, Banyard, Banyard Rustin was a homosexual black man in the freaking 60s. Like, come on. Um, one thing I did not like about him, he has since passed because that was in 1963 and he was not a young man even then. Anyway, is that he encouraged Dr. King to be nonviolent. Like, throw them hands, man. What's the devil? Anyway, I mean, it worked because Dr. King's message got out, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, one thing, I am a supporter of Dr. King's message, but not method. Uh, I do think we should have been more violent. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. That we don't know what would have happened if we had. I was more of Malcolm X by any means necessary. And he did not, he, Malcolm X was not a violent person. But that sentiment that we're just going to be nice when you were beating us up, to me, is ridiculous. But I also know that I didn't grow up in that time and I don't know what it, what would have they would have done to them. Oh, yeah, we do. They would have killed them. But they kill us now, so I don't know what the big difference is. We're going to digress. So I really like the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's a really, really good movie. I may even watch it twice. Um, it was just that good. And I had to watch it um, two different times, which is what I'm getting to. And I'm also probably going to encourage my girls to watch it. Now, this is the t actually the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. As you know, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I am going to do an episode about what we did. I'm also doing a Vlogmas this year. I set up the YouTube. My problem with Vlogmas, one, the first year is I didn't understand it. And then I had problems with my phone. And guess what? I still am having problems with my phone because I'm cheap and I don't like buying um, high price telephones. I mean, mobile phones. I just don't. I, I feel like phones should be darn near free and do everything I wanted to do. And I anyway, I do, I am sending my Christmas gift to Santa and a new phone is on that list and a digital camera and some stuff for my hiking but I'll cover my Christmas gifts to Santa on my vlogmas for vlogmas um on my channel the other side of 45 um that will start December 1st anyway that's not what we're here for but I did want to let y'all know that if y'all want to write Santa saying please make sure that Randy gets a new phone and a camera because I want both and everything on her list because it's going to be a really expensive extensive list and he need getting them elves to work because I did not get what I asked for last year and I don't know where he was I was a really good girl last year and then nothing like I don't even understand it anywho so I watched the movie so I watched it on Saturday uh, we're having a, a Friendsgiving this week, so I was kind of cleaning in between it. So I kind of, I, I heard it, but it didn't see as much as I heard the first time. And then I really sat down when it really caught my attention. I was like, wow, this is a really good movie. But we also had plans to go to reception for my soon-to-be former co-worker. Now, the reason why I say soon-to-be former is because she put in her two weeks notice and her last day is next week. So she was soon-to-be former. She is of the Caucasian persuasion, and she and I have had some pretty controversial conversations in the office, and sometimes I think that she's on the right side of history, and sometimes I think she's leaning toward the wrong side of history. My first impression of her was she was absolutely on the wrong side of history. Absolutely. These are some of the most racist people, like... What I want people to understand, if you are racist and you're listening to this, I'm I'm shocked because I'm black and either you're, and it don't matter. But is that when people think they're not racist 
and then they talk about other races in front of you, a black person. Let me tell you something racist or people who think they're not racist, ridiculous. What makes you think that I think that you're not racist if you're willing to talk about another race in my face? Just because you ain't talking about black people does not mean you're not racist. Like, <laughs> make this crap make sense. So that was my first impression of work when I started this job last year. And I wanted to leave. Then I found out other things about these people. Oh, honey, they're going to jail. This is all over the freaking internet. They're going to jail. And they white and rich. They probably won't. They'll probably get a little slap on the wrist because they did some defrauding things. The, the owners of the company that I work, they are straight crooks. But they sold the company. And as of December 31st, I would no longer be working for the crooks. Also, their trial is in January and I think they won. It, it don't matter. It, it, it don't even matter. I don't even care anymore. Like these people are straight crooks anyway so she eloped to Vegas and then was having a reception and over the year we got you know to where we could talk and one of the tough subjects was racism and she made this comment and she said that a black woman was racist toward her and of course, I was like, black people can't be racist. We, all, we we don't have any control. Do you know that racism is about the system? So we go through the, you know, the whole rigmarole about what racism is. And she was standing, um, absolutely. Well, and I said, well, what happened? What did she do? And she said, she made a comment about white people. And I said, so you got your feelings hurt? Getting your feelings hurt is not racism. She could have, the woman could have been staring um, prejudice, bias, stereotype. She wasn't racist. I said, honey, let me tell you something what happened. This woman made a comment about uh, white people. And, and from what I can't remember, it was something about white people did this. or And she got triggered. She wasn't saying her. It was just her race. And she felt that because the, one, the comment was against something that had to do with her race, it was racist. That is not how this works. I said, honey, the worst thing that happened to you is you got your little feelings hurt. You live to see another day. I said, nothing you didn't nothing happened to your salary, your home, nothing. Nothing happened. You got your feelings hurt. Because you interpret that to mean that she was talking about you. And she even said it was well, I, I felt like she was talking about me. Whatever, sis. So she's having a reception. So I, you know, it's like, ugh. and I had already had a plan, an escape plan. I was like, look, this was not in Metro Atlanta. We had to drive a little ways to get there. And I knew where we were. Like, if you know, you know, I knew. I was like, we got to get out of there sober and quickly. And so I, it was, they had an open bar and I had committed to be the DD. So I wasn't drinking. And the girls were able to have uh, as much as they wanted to drink because they knew I was driving. So the girls went with me and we get there a little late because we were out in traffic, whatever. I don't care. So um, we're greeted and immediately, absolutely didn't see a single person that looked like me. I met with one of my coworkers. She's an Asian American Chinese to be precise. She and her husband were there and, you know, she greeted me. Hey, come sit over here with us. And honey, we was in the back corner. Oh my God. So there were a total of what? six minorities there we were all sitting at the same table we were all in the back and in the corner so i i, I thought it was hilarious i was like <laughs> they got the minorities in the back at one table now this is because i had watched the rest of the movie so this is why i try not to watch such things because this is where my mind was going plus with certain people i can laugh about that so 
my white coworker, um, other white co my white co-worker who had not made it there yet had been communicating with me via text she was like when are you gonna get there and I was like we're gonna you know I let her know we were there and she wasn't which was weird because she got a hotel room and was very close but they were still late her and her partner so we're having a pretty good time like I said I had an exit plan I was like we're gonna stay an hour hour and a half no matter what time we get there I don't want to I wanted to leave before 10 I wanted to be out of there by 10 because like I said, I've had some issues with some of the things that she said in the past. Sometimes, like I said, she seems like she's on the right side of history. Sometimes she's on the wrong side of history. But I knew based on some of the conversation that I had that probably her friends were all on the wrong side of history. And I was correct. There were microaggressions through the night because it was on the black people suck out like sore thumbs. And my girls looked a freaking amazing. My youngest are like an absolute model. The girls were gorgeous. They were having a good time. They're on the floor and they're dancing. And so me being the only other black person, and I dance sometimes, sometimes I dance, I mean, you know, whatever. So I had people come up to me, oh, your girls are so beautiful. They're so gorgeous. And um, my youngest said, some woman, woman said, I, you know, when especially when they played black music, oh, I feel like I'm with my tribe. They were twerking on them. It was a whole spectacle. My youngest even said, I think we're here for the entertainment, to be their entertainment. It's just y'all know how they can be sometimes and so i had one lady say to me um because my um asian american co-workers are very very shy like i have not seen anything like this in my life and so she wanted to dance and her and her husband are so freaking adorable together they're both incredibly quiet like i bet it's quite as a church mouse in their house and so I could see her dancing. You want to dance? Come on. The girls will dance with you. Me and the girls will dance with you. And she was like, okay, okay. She jumped up. And her husband was like, okay. He barely said two words. And he ended up getting up and dancing. We tried to get him to do some wine dancing. We just was having a good time. But one of the white people approached me. Honey, I don't know none of these people. Okay, let's be clear. I don't know none of the names. And so we're standing around talking, you know, near the dance floor. I danced a little bit. I mean, it just wet my vibe. And she said, we got them on a dance floor. And I was like, they've been dancing off and on all night. And she was like, and I was just emotional and pointing to the floor because I don't think they speak English. Oh my God. And I just looked at her. I said, really? Because they do. They both were born and raised here. They're from New York. And they do speak English. And she said, oh, because my neighbor, she's Asian and she doesn't speak English. I was like, oh my God. So there were some people who got completely white girl wasted. One was lifting her dress up. She did not have an underwear. We know. Okay. We knew. Um, it was just that kind of party. So they kept going to the bathroom. So it's we, we made it to the last two songs. The DJ said, oh, this is the last two songs. We have been having a really good time. The girls loving it. So I told her, my oldest was like, okay, I'm ready now. And I was like, okay, there's literally two songs left. And she was like, oh, I said, yeah, it's over. So while we're talking, they play the last song. So I said, okay, let's go. And so my youngest was like, let's go to the bathroom. They had to go to the bathroom. Like I said, they had been drinking all night. And they did switch to water. Um, so lots of liquid needed work was in and needed to go out. So they went to the bathroom. And so I was talking to my white coworker. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to head out when the girls come back from the bathroom. And she was like, you want some water? I was like, yeah, let me get some water before we go. Because, you know, like I said, we've been dancing. It was hot. So I had been trying to stay hydrated. So she got me two bottles of water. And I'm like standing around like, geez, what is taking so long? 
So I went into the bathroom and immediately my I see my oldest and she's like, you're on the wrong side of history here. And I was and I knew that was code for something went down. And I was like, holy freaking cow. And I was like, what's wrong? What happened? And so she's like, they in here using the N-word. One of the ladies come out. They're all in the same stall. And I've been had been in the bathroom multiple times that night. And they were always in the same stall together. It was like three or four women. They all went to the same stall together. I don't know what the devil they was doing in there. But by some of the conversations, I kind of got an idea what they was doing in there. So she's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And my daughter was like, no. My youngest is fired up she's like ready to go she is on straight ready and i'm like holy freaking cow I'm like y'all get out of here let's go we gotta go they're like no 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 this we fin-. the other woman apparently who said it was still in the bathroom scared in the stall scared my youngest i mean i've never seen her like ready on ready like that. i was like you need to get out of here go get your stuff let's go so she leaves at the bathroom i'm trying to get my oldest to go she's like no 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 we finna handle this and i was like oh my god so my youngest gonna finally get my oldest out we come out i see my youngest talking to the bride my co-worker so i walk over there y'all she is so freaking drunk she could be she's like um, it is so not cool. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what she told me. I said, look, go get your stuff. We're leaving. So I look at my white coworker and she's like, her face is, she had been there when my youngest had told the bride what happened. She says absolutely nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. She just looks at me and I said, I need to get my kids out. I said, I'm not going to get my kids out of here before I catch a case. We got to get out of here. So this is the thing. I had told her, my white co my white coworker, I said, these people are racist. They're making racist and stereotypical co- um, comments. I don't like this. I said, these people are racist. And she was like, no, they're not. You know how white people who want to pretend racism don't exist. Like to always tell you that you don't know what you know and you don't see what you see. I cannot stand that crap. And she laughed off some of it. And I told her what one of them said. And she was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. These people are freaking racist. I don't want to be here much longer. But like I said, the girls were having a good time. And so um, at that point, before now, I felt like I could handle whatever was coming. And I was. But at this point, it had completely escalated. And I wasn't there for it. So I'm. the girls are going, getting their stuff. They, I see them running back, going straight back to the bathroom after they get their stuff. I was like, no, let's go now. And people are looking at us. I'm like now let's go let's go let's go so finally they are walking toward the exit we get outside they're ticked i'm ticked the stepfather of the bride is out there really tall white guy and he's like hey you guys are leaving like it's it's getting late and i started to tell him i was like i just girl get out of here you in the country you are in their territory right now not enough people know where you are (laughs) you need to get out of here and I say, thank you. Yes, we got to go. Thank you for inviting us. We had a lovely evening and we go to the car. Get in the car. We have the conversation. Girls are on hot. They're like, get her telephone. Get you contact your coworker. Find out who this girl is. What's the, what are you going to do? You don't know these people. What are you going to do? So we're having that conversation on the road. I'm trying to calm the girls down. We're looking at things from a different standpoint. I tell them about the movie that I just saw. And here we are dealing with this crap. Like I am hot so we make it home safely 
Um, it's after midnight. By the time I get home, we stop and get something to eat because, honey, they need have no real food, but whatever. Um, so we were all hungry, and everybody at the reception was like, "Okay, after this, we're gonna have to go get some food because they have nothing here." Anywho, that's it here, not there. That's just bad for them. I mean, if you gonna have people feed them, anywho. So and plus alcohol, whatever. So we stopped, got something to eat. So I get home. And my Asian co-worker had texted me, hey, did you make it out okay? Just want to make sure you made it home safely. I was like, yeah. I'm thinking she knows nothing about this. It's late. I said, hey, you make it? And she, you know, we exchanged a few, two or three checks back and forth because it's late. So I later asked her, I think Sunday as it got, yeah, like Sunday morning, like eight, nine o'clock. I said, hey, did you hear about what happened? Because she was still there when we left. So I was wondering, you know, if she had heard. And she was like, no, what? I, and I said, with the girls. And she said, well, I said, did you hear what? She said, the only thing I heard was, and this is what really got my goal. She says that the girls thought they heard somebody say the N-word. And so I replied, and what not thought did. And then I said, I actually went into the bathroom and the woman was apologizing. She says nothing. She said, oh, okay. So I'm like, hold up. You thought that that was like, oh, okay. I tell you that this happened in the bathroom, and your response is, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm on, I'm hot, but I let it go. Whatever. She's, she's, she literally runs for, from confrontation even at work. Like literally, I'm not saying walk away. I mean run in the office. She's weird that way, but I get it. You know, that's you. you this is how you handle stuff. Whatever. So the girls and I went to go see the. We're going to go see the witch. So we're on our way to to the train station to go to the Fox Theater to go see the Wiz. And we're in a car and I asked, you know, I'm checking in with the girls. Are you guys okay? You know, I had posted something on Facebook about it. And I said, are you guys okay? Abana's like, yeah, we're, yeah, you know, we ain't got to see these people anymore. I just can't believe it. And, but they knew, they know my coworkers. They've met them before and done things with them before. And I told them what my coworker, the Asian woman said, and they said, oh, and my oldest was in the passenger seat. I was in the back and she turns around and she said, dog. Well, that's weird because she was in the bathroom when it happened. Skirt, what, rewind. I said she was. And they proceed to tell me that my coworker was in the bathroom when the word was said multiple times. So I'm on hot, hot. So I was like, okay, I will deal with her tomorrow. Now my wife, when she racist, I told her that night she was racist. So I'm like, you right, you low-key racist yourself. So don't really expect much out of her. But I, what I do expect that if you know that somebody you claim you care about is upset, at minimum, send them a text and say, hey, are you guys okay? I saw this go down. Neither one of them uttered a sound. Honey, they were on straight mute. And I was ticked because I have been there for both of them when they were literally crying contacting me in tears oh my god and i was there for both of them and you the one time that you had an opportunity to be for there be there for me and my family you are on mute so this was sunday monday rolls around hear nothing from either one of them now my white co-worker doesn't work on my in the office on monday she works hybrid but my asian co-worker was there so i confronted her and i asked her what she meant by that thought and she started stumbling. And I said, oh my God. And I said, well, it's funny because my girl said that you were actually in the bathroom. And she said, well, I was. And I mean, I don't, I didn't actually hear him say it, but I heard your girl said that that's what they heard. And, um, you know, so now what 
I did. I forgot to mention my girl said that she ran out of that bathroom. Now, this is not uncommon for her. Like I said, she runs from stuff all the time. And so when she started describing what happened and I said, well, I heard that you ran. And she said, well, I didn't actually run. I was like, yes, she did. I said, you do this at work. But I didn't say that. I was like, oh, really? So I'm listening to her and she's like, well, I didn't know what to do. And it was like, I was standing near the bathroom, right? But talking to my um, white coworker. So I didn't see her come out. So I didn't know she was in there. So I'm listening to her come up with excuse after excuse. Yes, so let me get this straight. You're in the bathroom. You know that my children, who you claim you like and care about, are confronting people about this word, the N-word. And your next thought is to run, not come find me and say, hey, you may want to go in there and check your girls. Well, I didn't know what to do. And I said, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what to do. And I was so scared. I've never been in this situation. I said, she's, and I even had to talk to my husband about it. I said, so you thought that this situation was so escalating that you needed to get out of there because that's what you said and so much so that on your way home you had to process this that was her words i had to process this with my husband but you didn't think let me see how my co-worker and her children who this was targeted for was doing i said so that didn't come to your mind but your peace of mind that's what's important i said i see now what was funny is literally the day before that Friday, she was coming to me crying multiple times that day. And I was there for her. I said, all you had to do is send a text that said, are you okay? Three words or even better, are your girls okay? Four words. That, no. I said, you on mute. You didn't say a word, but you did manage to find your phone. Said, well, I didn't know where you were. And I said, you managed to be able to text me and tell me you got lost in a freaking parking lot at 1230. But you couldn't say, hey, I saw it went down. I heard what happened. Are you girls okay? That, no. And then she came, excuse me, excuse me. And I told her, I said, let me tell you something. I don't expect people to pour into me the way I pour into them. But I told you, and I don't believe in loyalty. That's some kind of crap that the Christians made up that I do not believe in. I said, but I do believe in matching energy. And I said, you expect me to pour completely into you every time you're having an issue and you want to come to work crying? And the one time when I need you to show up, you are mute. So like I said, I match energy and just like you was on mute. I can be on mute too. And as far as I'm concerned, you and I are not friends. Those days of you coming to me crying ended Saturday because you showed me your true colors. And then I quoted her one of my favorite quotes. At the end of the day, it is not the words of our enemies that we remember but the silence of our friends and I would beg to differ um, change that just a little bit from the late great Dr. Martin Luther King the people instead of saying friends are supposed friends are people who claim to be our friends because you if you are on silent when things are happening and want to make sure that you're okay but you can't even in this day and age send a text to make sure that the people who were involved are okay honey you are not a freaking friend you are not. You are taking from me and expecting to give nothing back. She was crying. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I told her, I said, and every time she talked, it was more about her. But me and I, and I said, everything you have said has been about you. I'm going to throw you a bone and tell you to stop. 
I said, because every time you come to me, because she would leave and come back and leave and come back. Oh, but, but, and I just, I value, I really, I say, I'm going I'm, I want you to stop. I want you to stop this. I said, because every time you come here is another excuse of why you needed to just process and how this was so traumatic for you. I have stood up from this woman in ways that she and she knows about them. Like these people are freaking racist at my job. I have stood up for her and my white coworker. But let me tell you something. I pour a way that gets poured into me. And if you can't pour enough to even send a freaking text and think you're going to come to me because your life is in shambles and you need a, a shoulder to crawl and all oh, you give such good advice and I bro, drought. I am straight mute straight me because when i did post this i did have a friend who reached out and said oh my i want to make sure you're in the girls okay i love you that is a freaking friend who knows that something has happened and who wants to make sure that the person that they claim is a friend is okay and i actually may take her up on this because i am hot still and it's tuesday anyway on a lighter note on sunday we went to go see the Wiz. honey if you have not seen the Wiz, well you can't because Sunday was a sold out and it was amazing. Now I'm going to say something that's really stereotyping and biased and all the things that I, I just preached that, that I'm against except I'm a hypocrite when it comes to white people. So I was telling my coworker, he's one of the CPAs and we were talking about, you know, sometimes, you know, on Fridays or whatever, you talk about what you're doing. I said, oh, the girl's not going to see the Wiz. Honey, he told me his son had Wiz, I mean, tickets for to see the Wiz because he, his son, and his daughter, um, have season passes. They've had season passes since they were in high school. I like to die. I was like, you're kidding. He was like, no, my wife gave it to them when they were in high school. They loved it. They're big theater people. I'm not a theater person. I was like, and all my mom was like, you can get season tickets to the box. So anyway, his son was going. He went matinee. Him, his son and his girlfriend had plans, but he really stayed because he really wanted to see the Wiz. And he wanted, he tried to change the tickets. Apparently, you can do that when you're a season held time. I went now because I'm not. And he couldn't. So when we get there on Sunday, the usher, I'm talking to the usher for some reason, right before it starts. And I'm like, I mean, all oh, y'all, I am like loving this. I had a great time up until the racism in the bathroom at the um, reception. And I was having such a good time at the reception. And then we're here at the Wiz on Sunday. It was, I mean, I just helped this feeling of this is just me being happy. So I'm at the Wiz. I'm in the Fox. Fox is gorgeous. I got great pictures. I'm going to post them on my vlog for vlogmas on youtube so you can see more i'm just in bliss okay so i'm talking to the usher for some weird reason well she was talking to me y'all i'm serious she came to me because i was sitting on the end and she was like i've never seen this you know and i was like i'm looking forward to it. you know we're just chitting and chatting and she said i think the choreographer for this i heard was a choreographer for beyonce single ladies um she said one of her co-workers had seen it and he loved it y'all it is amazing the, oh, the dancing, the singing is amazing. I mean, I mean, these people can blow. And there was some tongue-in-cheek moments. Um, you know, the the funniness, the girls who loved it. We just had such a good time, y'all. I mean, such a good time. And so, I I know I posted um, for Sunday on Facebook. I rarely post on Facebook. That that was number I want to say nine on my fifty fifties by fifty list is to go to plays and stuff. And I did. And it also crosses off the one do fun things with your girls. Yeah, we had such a good time. The girls were, were amazed. We were outside taking pictures, the lights, the um, the people dressed up, black people. Y'all, it was a lot of white people there. 
that's where I was getting with my stereotype. It's when my white coworker <laughs> told me that his son what was really looking forward to the Wiz. I was like, really? Because I felt like that was our moving. That was my wrong. Anybody could see it. And there were lots of white people there. And laughter and the standing ovation at the end because y'all, that music was amazing. That girl can blow Dorothy, I don't know her name. Oh, and Deborah Cox played Glenda the Good Witch. And if you don't know who Deborah Cox is, look her up. She sings um, no, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here. And my girls know her from that song. That's why I brought it up. She was in it. It was just, it was amazing. And I, I look forward to going to see more plays at the Foss. And that's going to be on my list of Santa. Um, if he can make a way for me to get season passes to um, the Fox, because I really would love that. And I want to go see more plays. And, and this on my list of 50-50s by 50, because I, I do appreciate the arts. I do appreciate what it takes for these people to go in day after day, night after night, practicing and performing and delivering a performance that makes other people like wow and make their night because they made my night my whole weekend you know despite um the racism in the in the ladies room was really really good and despite the fact that my co-workers turn cold and are, are not my friends like they claim that's going to be a uh, um a episode for another day because they're republicans and so now y'all understand why i did that poll that episode that said, can I be friends with a Republican? I think y'all know what my answer is going to be based on this experience from this weekend. But seeing my girls there and the joy that we all had in this entire weekend just made me feel really, really good. And we're having Friendsgiving this week. And when I look at these type of things and I think about how far my girls and I have come, I get a little bit of sense of pride. Now, maybe I shouldn't, but it makes me think about, y'all know where this is going. The theme song for my life by my sister, Mary J. Blige, just fine. Because I like what I see when I'm looking at me, when I'm walking past the mirror. Don't stretch through the night at a time in my life. Ain't worried about it if you feel it. Got my head on straight. I got my vibe right. I ain't going to let you kill it. You see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's just fine. Meet me on the other side of 45 to podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and sometimes TikToks. Usually new episodes will be released on Monday. This one wasn't because of what happened this weekend, but I will see you in the next episode.